Humans of Van Life, a podcast based around the people inside the vans, not just the vans themselves. My name is Nikki and I'll be your host. I am based on Vancouver Island, British Columbia, and I'm starting this podcast because I want to share with others the amazing people I meet along my journey of living an alternative lifestyle and all the beauty they have to offer. I also hope that this podcast gives you inspiration, answers some of your questions, leaves you feeling puzzled, and leaves you wanting more. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram, and I look forward for you following along. Hello, and welcome to Humans of Van Life. Today is another podcast in Squamish. No, I have not left yet. I love it here. And today I have Mumi beside me. Hello. And we are going to get to know each other and explore. Cool. Yeah. So first question is, how long have you been living in Squamish for? Uh, I got to Squamish in like the start of May last year. Okay. Um, hung out till October. And then jumped to the van, ducked down to the States for a couple of months. Back up, went to Calgary for a month. Did not like Calgary in the winter. It sucked and I couldn't find work. Um, so I came back over to Squamish um started January and I've been there. I've been here since, since then. Got back. Yeah, like the just after Christmas I was in Golden for Christmas, which is epic, with like their only snow of the year. It was so good. Um, and then yeah, just been working and trying to like get my body right and yeah, just hanging out. Awesome. So where are you from originally? Uh, I grew up in like a little country town, hmm. um, in like northeast Victoria. Okay. It's called Corrion. It's like four and a half hours from Melbourne. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, like fifteen hundred people. Like you know everyone. Like farming community, um, and yeah, it's cool. Like rode motorbikes as a kid a lot, and like did a heap of fishing and stuff like that. Nice. Um, like never thought I'd be in Squamish, but then wanted to come to Canada. Like ever since my my older cousin Jamie like lived in Whistler for a couple of years, I was like, yeah, I want to go snowboarding in in Whistler. And then I came, and I've only snowboarded in Whistler like three times since I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into a rock climber, and I haven't snowboarded really since. So, so yeah. were you into rock climbing before you came to Squamish, or this place kind of converted you? No, no, no. So I learned um, learned to climb like four years ago, mm. um, my like last year of uni um, or school, as you would call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I climbed um, like just a little bit. Um, like like my final year and then finished school and like got a job in a bar and would just climb on the weekends and then decided that the the dirtbag lifestyle might appeal to me so I quit my job and moved out to Arapalis like the mecca of trad climbing in Australia um and like was there for three months and that's when I like started taking climbing more seriously and started trying harder and all that all that stuff uh, and then, yeah, I um, was climbing with this guy, Clinton. He was, he's a guy from Ontario, um, but he'd done him multiple seasons here. Uh, he said it was awesome, so thought I'd check it out. And, like, still didn't really know anything about it. I just, like, knew it was granite and it was big, and that was kind of all I knew. So, and then, yeah, when I first saw the Chief, I was actually, I remember being on the plane. I came from China, and I was, like, flying in, and we had, like, one little changeover. I was, like two hours and we just had to change planes and I was talking to this girl and she's like when you see the chief you are going to shit your pants <laughs> and when I came around the corner past me in the park I like saw it and I was like oh fuck and I didn't shit my pants but you know 
I, I, I knew why she said what she said. It, it's a very impressive bit of rock. It's incredible. Yeah, and so I haven't really left. Okay, so I have a question here. The dirtbag term. Yeah. Okay, second time I've ever heard it. First time was from Josh, yeah. also an Australian. Is yeah. that an Australian term? I don't think so. Because like, <laughs> I've started to use it I, now. I think it's just a climate term. Oh, okay. Um, like, you see any of the, like, multiple Wick videos and um, what have you on, on the web, and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, it's... It's a climber term, definitely. It's so a like, dirt bag is like you love to climb, and basically your whole life revolves around that. Is that correct? Pretty much, and you'll just like do anything to make make your money last as long as possible. You know, mm. um, like everything from scavenging food at work, um, like eating like the the really old leftovers, or um, never never denying free food no matter how full you are. Um, dumpster mm. diving's a good one. Like back home, it's more accessible. Um, and like my best, my best of a haul was like five slabs of beer out of a bin one night. Oh my god! That was pretty epic. Hot. And then there was actually more beer in there, but it was light beer, and I was just like, I'm, I'm not having that. Fuck that. <laughs> um, so yeah, but everything from like had a tray of mangoes one day to like thousands of bananas, wow. avocados, eggs, like everything you can think of. Bin meat is always kind of interesting, but actually, yeah. there's a um, there's a good video on YouTube. It's called Rapley's the Musical. Okay. And like, Raps is like where I learned to climb. Yeah. And like, I think it was like the Dirtbag Crew maybe ten years ago or no, so now, um, they like just kind of made up a musical thing about different things that happen in the pines, and one is like about dumpster diving, and then yeah, but you should check it out. It's, okay, it's well, actually really good. I'll show you before we leave. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because I want to like really understand what this term means. Yeah, because I'm like using it. I want to make sure I'm using it the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do much dumpster diving in Squamish? Or? No, because because the um because the, the, the bears and yeah. stuff. So all the bins are locked and or like the, the main ones you go to are grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and here you can't even find the grocery store bins. So, mm. um, but back home there's like a supermarket chain called Aldi, um, and like all their Unfortunately for the environment, that all the like, excuse me, is um all the fruit and veg is like packaged in plastic, which sucks. Yeah. But it means that like everything that's in the bin doesn't get covered in bin juice, so you're just like good to go. Totally, it's so good, oh and gosh. you'd be like, everyone's like, oh man, you eat like old food out of the bin. No, it's and incredible stuff. Yeah, it is, and like the first time my old housemates ever went dumpster diving because we used to just do it like when we were living together as well. In Ballarat, there was like four or five of these supermarkets that were all around. Um, and yeah, so the first time Brad and Leisha ever went, they came home with like maybe 50 or 100 avocados that were underripe. They were still gr- like with sort of like bright green. And we were just, we were like, just, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? But, you know, their loss was our game, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Guac party. Yeah, it was, it was wild. We were just giving avocados to everyone. <laughs> Because of, course, of course, like you get fifty avocados, but then they all go ripe at the same time. Exactly. And you can't eat that many avocados. Right? No, you can't. So when did you get into the, your van then here in Squamish? Um, about that. In Squamish, yeah. or just in general? Or in general, yeah. Um, so I've lived my last like what two, two and a half years, probably. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Um, let's say three years between either a tent or a car. Um, so like when I first went to the Pines, I raps, um, full time, I was living in a tent. And then I kind of started, um, someone in my family got a bit sick, so I had to like 
go back and forth from Arabs a bit, so it kind of made sense to have a car that I could live in, um, or at least like have my stuff in. So I ended up like moving into a um, an SUV, um, and that was my parents that I got off mom and dad. Um, and yeah, I put a bed in the back and a little bit of storage, and I kind of lived between that and I had a I had a key to a friend's house in Ballarat where I was working. Um, so. I'd go in there when I was in Ballarat. I'd like have a shower and a washing machine and all that sort of thing. Uh, and then I'd like get home, have a quick shower, go to work, come back and hang out for two or three days. And I was working like three or four days a week and then climbing three or four days a week. And it was only two and a half, three hours, like back and forth from Ballarat to the Grampians. Wow. Um, and yeah, I'd rock up at like midnight and just like roll over the back seats and into bed. It's like my favorite thing about living in a van, right? You're like yeah. going on a road trip. I'm really tired. You jump in, and it's like, oh, it's my actual bed. This is awesome. Totally. So you just, like, have a normal night's sleep. Yeah. I was, like, I was driving down to the States last year. Mm-hmm. I, like, parked on, like, this random roadside stop, and at midnight, this car pulled up next to me, and the motor was running, the motor was running, the motor was running. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I wake up in the morning, and it's, like, this this beautiful big sprinter with two people, like, asleep in the front seats what? with blankets over them. I'm, like... Dude, convert it. Oh my god! <laughs> Living the thing properly, so they they had it on all night with the heater going because it did snow that night, right? Um, and I was just like cozy in bed and got up, <laughs> made myself coffee, and left. And they were still sitting there sleeping with the heater on. Oh my god! <laughs> that's it, so backwards. Oh, I thought specifically it was, for a sprinter. Yeah, yeah. That's like the dream. Yeah, it was. Um, it was it was really weird. I don't know. Oh, uh, I was I was flabbergasted. I didn't know what to say. I just kind of. Left. Drink my coffee and take off. Yeah. yeah. So about three years in total then. That's yeah, awesome. Probably. Yeah. So. So this is not like new to you. Like this is so kind of your norm. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I um I started dating a girl around Christmas and like came back to Squamish and it's always raining. So naturally, like I spent a lot of time at her place. Like ended up moving in and mm-hmm. we're just like going Did through. Did you have a van at that time? Yeah, I've got the van that's okay, just so. over there. Um. Well, I actually had two vans so. Mm. I had my Sienna that I bought when I first got to Squamish that I lived in for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got back to Squamish, a buddy um, was going home and he was selling that and it's twice the size of my Sienna. And I got to pay him the strain money and wow. it just all worked out. Um, so I ended up with a bigger van. It took me a really long time to sell the Sienna, but it's gone now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just going like through a transition where I'm actually moving kind of back into the van mm-hmm. after being in a house for a while. Um but yeah, it's really good. Like, you just spend so much more time looking after yourself and stuff. Mm, when you're living in the van. Yeah. Can you elaborate a bit more on that? Um, well, I mean, it's like you when you live in a house and you're just like, you wake up and you're just like, oh, it's really comfy in bed. And you go to stairs and make coffee and you sit on the couch and you like watch a movie or something. And it's like, you're outside and you've got like, you know, internet and you're like, oh, fuck, where am I going to take a shit this morning? Yeah. Um, so it's like one of those things. It's like a balancing act, but... Um, I think you just end up like talking to more people, like as you would know. Um, you just like moving around, finding people to talk to, doing your own thing. Like, I would go and sit down and next and all the time, sit on the roof and play guitar, oh, just in the sun. Incredible. Um, so yeah, it's like I hadn't played guitar in like probably a month or two, not much. And in the last week, I've played played a bunch. Wow! Uh, and that you just you just end up having more time because you've got less less shit to distract you, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're just like looking up to yourself in that in that respect. Less shit to distract you. I love that. And it's so funny because we like homes are sold to us 
as with everything that comes with it, mm. right? And like all that shit that we fill our homes with distracts us. Yeah. And it's just like, when is enough, right? Like at least my experience or most people I see who are living in a home, it's like always accumulating more and more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have all this stuff. You're so distracted. You never get outside. You never get to like do the things you want to, like journaling yeah. or yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, you spend a spend an absolute load of money mm-hmm. filling a filling a space. Like obviously, you've spent money to fill this space, mm-hmm. but you can't really spend that much more money because the space is now full. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, like I, my van's full of full of shit too. Yeah. Um, but if I had a house, yeah. you don't realize how much crap you have until you have to move it, and then you're like, "What have I been doing?" And that means you have to work more. It's like it's just like about simplifying and just like minimizing stuff. And you know, one day, like the dream would be to have an amazing partner mm-hmm. that you like move into a sprinter with because you can like share that expense and you know, happy days. <laughs> like, if you're going to spend a winter in Canada and you wanted to ski a bunch, maybe get a house then because it's cold and wet in the van. But for the most part, if you want to climb and just follow the good weather, then do that. Mm, that's such the dream. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people I talk to are, are always like, find a partner, move into a sprinter, and just, like, rock that out. Yeah. So when you were back in the home, um, did you miss living in the van? Definitely. Or? Okay, but, wow. But it's weird. It's like, I didn't miss it, but I did miss it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you realize sometimes, like, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And it also goes the other way. Like, when you first move into a car, you're like, man, I, this is awesome. But I, like, like, miss having a bathroom, like, when you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm a morning pooper. Me too, yeah. And I'm like, i got to poop. Yeah. And i got to poop now. And yeah. I have to get up and drive somewhere. Like, but being back in the house, you just, like, you stand up. You walk 15 steps, yeah. you go to the bathroom, and you can go back to bed. Whereas, like, in the van, you wake up, and you're like, damn, I need to drive to work. Yeah. You drive to work, <laughs> you do a poop, and then you're up. So there's, like, somewhere you can, like, pick up so much more time, too, right? Like, probably out of bed two hours earlier just being in the van. Wow. Yeah. At least, and at least, like, sipping a coffee and just, like, getting that process started. I find, like, yeah. in a house, if I've got nothing on for the day, I might get out of bed, like, 8.30, have coffee, have breakfast, all of a sudden it's 11, 12 o'clock. And yeah. then you're like, oh, fuck, I missed yoga. What? Totally. Okay, that's brilliant. And, like, I'm just realizing, like, the last couple of days I've been going to yoga every morning because, A, got to take a shit, and I need a shower. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I get a shit in, get to brush my teeth in the sink, get to have a nice practice, and then a shower after. Yeah. Whereas and I at even... home, I'd be like, ah, sleep in, eh? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way that your time is, like, dictated so easily, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, that little change of environment. Because, like, in a nutshell, it's, like, still a bed. It's still a lounge room. Mm-hmm. There's still a computer. Yeah. It's just the facilities are just, like, a tiny bit different, and it alters everything. Yeah. And that's what I find cool. Yeah, that is wild. Mm. So is there parts to living in a van that you struggle with most? Mm. Like if I asked you that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I don't know. In my van, it's probably like something simple, like a lack of headroom. Mm. And like cooking with a lack of headroom. Cooking. No, no, no. Cooking is easy. Like a stove, you can make anything you want, right? Right. But it's like... Having to, like, hunch over your stove the whole time, it's like, I just want to stand up and stretch. So you end up going outside or moving your stove outside, and then it's windy. Yeah. Um, but I think 
maybe it's um if you're in like a really uh like dark headspace or something mm. and all you want is a distraction in like the form of a movie or something and you don't have it and like your computer's dead and your inverter's mm. up the creek or something and you're just like, <laughs> fuck all I want to do is watch a movie and just like just distract myself for an hour or two mm-hmm. but you're like no have to sit with myself this is fucked yeah um so yeah maybe that um and I don't know I think the biggest part is like finding bathrooms and stuff yeah especially in Squamish because there's so many vans like you don't want people like shitting all through the woods and mm-hmm. um which is like where there's a massive drama in Squamish at the moment about trying to get rid of van lifers and whatnot but mm-hmm. um yeah, so always trying to find a bathroom. And I found when I first got to Squamish, a such, such noob. It's so nice being here now. I know where everything is. Mm. But, like, I didn't even think of, like, the Zephyr, where I work now, um, as, like, a potential bathroom. Mm. And Savon doesn't open till 8 o'clock. And I was always, like, just, like, out the front of Savon, just like, <laughs> come on, man, let me in. What a shit. <laughs> that was, like, my first few days in Squamish. And it was... It was gritty. God is shit. Dude. Amazing. And you feel Amazing. you feel kind of sheepish like going to a grocery store just to go to the bathroom and then leaving and you're just yeah. like, yeah, I didn't buy anything. I got no money. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a dirtbag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm a dirtbag that's been traveling for the last six months. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, totally. So, also, that whole drama, we've, we've touched base about it on this podcast for a couple of people, but did that scare you at all, or did that affect you? Like, um, how would that have influenced you if they did ban van life? <laughs> well, it was pretty funny. Like, when <laughs> when that first hearing was on, which, from what I've heard, because I, I, I was working the night of the, mm-hmm. the hearing, um, but from what I've heard, there's going to be a couple more hearings. There is, yeah. Um, but... I was working, so I didn't really know, but I was also still in the house at that point. Um, mm. So I was like, oh, well. And I'm like, all my friends live in cars, so mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want it to happen, obviously. And I want to be able to, like, go and sleep in my car every now and then mm-hmm. by myself and do my own thing. Um, so I was like, I don't I don't want it to happen, but also I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Because, you know, like, the more people you talk to, the more people that you realise, like, don't actually care. And it's... The the biggest issues that kind of come up with it are, like, people shitting in the woods or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Leaving garbage around. Yeah. And, yeah, and there are already laws in place for that. Mm. Like, you can already get fined for littering and indecent exposure or, what, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like, people sleeping in their cars is not an issue. Yeah. Like, and the thing that makes me think that it's not going to happen is because... They're proposing like a five or ten thousand dollar fine. It's ridiculous. I don't yeah. have five thousand dollars to pay that fine. No. Like you can find me, but it's not gonna. You're not gonna get the money. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if it was, and if it was to happen, there needs to be a reasonable solution. There has to be like compromise from both parties. Mm. I don't think. I don't think it's fair that people that live in vans should just be like, we live in vans, so like we should do whatever we want. Like, you still have to go along to get along. Um, Absolutely. So I think there needs to just be, like, a little bit of give and take from both sides. Whether there's, like, a spot, like, there's so many empty parking lots in Squamish at night, be like, hey, dirtbags, sleep here and mm-hmm. here. If you are somewhere else, you will get fined, like, 100 bucks. Mm. That's, like, 100 bucks, and people are like, oh, fuck, I yeah. can't pay that. 
whether you do or not is <laughs> but it's like there needs to be there needs to be like a reasonable solution because I think someone said there's something like 3,000 vans that people live in around Squamish or something like that that's a number I heard I don't know yeah, we might yeah. have just made it up but yeah like yeah. you can't just tell people like go, go camp up at the Chief yeah because then everyone that comes to Vancouver to hike the Chief mm-hmm. has nowhere to park okay, exactly um, yeah. and it's the the thing that gets me is like there's no issue because all the dirtbags like they they come to like a place where we are right now mm-hmm. sleep they wake up and they need a shit so they move <laughs> exactly. like no one's just hovering around all day like like I'm a climber my friends are climbers like they get up and they go climbing at eight o'clock in the morning yeah. because they want to go climbing they're not just sitting around totally. lying in their van occupying space yeah, yeah. like having parties or whatever totally yeah. um and i think that's like the beauty of having the the freedom to do kind of what whatever we want at the moment is because it's not a concentration of vans mm. there's no like party risk like people understand that we're trying to do the right thing so people are just coming down to these places to sleep you want to have mm. you want to have a party like go to a friend's house park your vans there and have a party yeah. if if you want to you want to just have some friends over like do it and then everyone moves to wherever they're sleeping yeah instead of conjugating yeah like people can't conjugate because mm-hmm. there's no space yeah so it's yeah. just like everyone spreads out anyway it's like, but also not to mention that like you are working like you're supporting squamish's yeah. economy right yeah. like and that's like when i went to the city hall meeting i was blown away because that was that was part of like our point or our stance was if you take away this a there's no housing and b your school teachers, your servers, your bartenders, your you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. living in vans. Yeah. So you take that away, you have a massive gap of people that your economy basically crumbles. Yeah. And for me, I think I, I'm happy to live in a house. Mm, mm. But I get paid $15 an hour to do a job that's kind of shit. Mm. Um, and rent is $1,000 a month in Squamish. Mm. So like, you work 40 hours a week, like, in a month you'll make around a couple of grand, like, around a couple of grand, mm-hmm. so half of that is going to rent, whereas, like, my insurance on my van is $115, like, the, the maths is all wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it makes no sense to go live in a house. And is that a thousand bucks for a one bedroom, or is that, like, a home? No, that'd be, like, I think on average, like, if you got a really good deal in Squamish, you could find something like six hundred dollars right for what but room for a room yeah. yeah exactly but i know like my partner is paying a thousand dollars for a room mm. in a house and it's a really nice house but it's still a thousand bucks that i don't have yeah exactly um and yeah so that house is being split by three people um yeah it's a thousand bucks wow yeah that's like that's a lot of money that's a lot of money man but i've also had a friend like say to me he's like you know, you get to use a a million dollar asset for a thousand dollars a month. That's pretty cool. And when you look at it like that, you're like, interesting. Like, yeah, that's huh. that's got validity, but it's still a thousand bucks that I won't have. Like, in a year, that's twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. You buy a lot of flights for that. Yeah. You buy a lot of gas for that. <laughs> you do a lot of climbing for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of Give rope. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of gear, eh? Yeah. Yeah. No, and. It's just so backwards, and I feel like that's something we all share is just our values and beliefs and where we're willing to spend our money and yeah. where we actually can and cannot spend our money. Yeah. 
And like, for example, like if I wasn't doing this, wow, I mean, that'd be totally different. But when I was living in a home and going or living in a van and going to school, my mental health would have been so shit because I would have had no money and I would have been busting out school like full time, right? Nursing, mm-hmm. just like grinding and not have any money for like good food, like maybe to like, you know, take myself to yoga or like things like that that are important to me. Yeah. Whereas now that I've been doing this, I've been minimalized, downsized on everything. I have, I'm living more in abundance. <clears throat> yeah. So therefore like my overall being is so much better. Yeah. Or it's like you might be living in the same kind of way that you would regardless but you'd also be working 40 hours a week on top of nursing mm. to support that mm. like yeah and I think that's something important that I've recognised over the last little while is it's really important I used to just try to save as much money as I could so I'd go on a trip mm. but I'm like starting to recognise that if you're always waiting for the trip and like restricting yourself here and there just to save like an extra 100 bucks here or and it does add up really quickly but if you just like take bit better care of yourself all the time you don't end up hanging out for that like vacation or that time away and you still get that time away but you might have to shorten your three week trip to two and a half weeks I love that it's like I fucking love that I totally agree it's just like like yeah I'm paying I'm paying for yoga as well yeah and it's like and my partner's a yoga teacher but I, like, want to go to a class because, like, there's energy in that room, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, I could practice with Anna, and mm-hmm. it'd be great. I love practicing with Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't want her to feel like she has to practice with me every day. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's so beautiful to be in, a, like, a yoga studio. Like, our class yesterday, mm-hmm. there was, like, what, 25 people in there? Yeah. The energy's so good. Um, it's clean. You get a shower. Yeah, totally. It's like, Eh, it's not that bad, is it? You meet it? friends? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I actually met you and yesterday then, at yoga. Yeah, and then yeah. you end up on a fucking podcast. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? <laughs> so epic. How random is that? Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's also with that comes the whole like, oh, when I retire, I'll do that. Yeah. Or when we get a house, we'll do that. Or when my kids grow up, we'll do that. Or when I get a partner. Like, the time is now. Yeah. That's the truth. Like, you might not make it three months yeah. we don't know we don't know and I feel like that's something that I love to share with people like I guess as a nurse seeing mm. that like yeah, really yeah. seeing life and lack of life I guess you could say yeah it like really puts shit into perspective because it's like dude like if I want to buy an avocado because a it's so good for you and I love avocado but I'm kind of wanting to save it for a trip no buy the avocado enjoy it Take yourself to yoga. The time is now. Yeah. Well, like, you're going to hang out with your friends, like, down at Nexon Beach and have dinner. And your friend rings you, he's like, hey, I just got stuff for dinner. And you're like, okay, I'll grab some beers. Mm-hmm. That's like 20 bucks, but you end up having, like, a really nice night just having like, a beer each. Mm-hmm. Like, Who cares? Yeah. It's so much totally. nicer. Just like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Know. And so you had well, mentioned... Maybe I'm an alcoholic. I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready for a beer right now. What time is it? We'll, right. go, for, we'll go for a beer after. Okay, excellent. I'm actually stoked. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I've be- never been to the A-Frame. Is that a good place? Or? Oh, I love A-Frame. Oh, okay. A-Frame on like Tuesday night says trivia. Oh. Trivia on tap Tuesdays. If you're here still next week... Um, <laughs> Probably will be at this rate. Trivia's... Like, they have, man, I love their porter. Oh, 
I love Porter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. we go for a bit. Because there's good. no Porter at the Howe Sound or no. Right? And I was looking for that. No, but at Howe Sound, the um the Rail Ale Brown Ale is pretty good. I drink a lot of beer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got lots to learn. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you said that all your friends live in vans. Yeah. So what does what does community mean <clears throat> to you? Let's just keep it broad. Whoa. Mm. Community. Um. We went. We went from drinking beer to, to community. And <laughs> and you, you know, um, beer goes into community, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I don't know. Like, you could just like rush out like a really random answer. Mm, take your time. No, no. Um, really take your time. Like at the core of it, I mean, you you start with people that share a common value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or a common interest. Um, like as a, as a broad, like Squamish community. Yeah. Like, and you look at it and you think people that love adventure, like even the old people, like there's a, there's a dude that like lives next to Anna, mm. my partner. Um, and he has like an old climb on Squamish hat, like from when like climb on would have first opened. I was talking one day, he's been in Squamish for like 40 years, been climbing it the whole time. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And you just like move around Squamish and you see like lots of fit, active people, right? Mm. It's like really funny. Like you you think about the world in general and you think like obesity crises and mental health issues and all this bad stuff that's going on in the world but in Squamish like there's just like beautiful fit people everywhere and that and that's like where I like noticed last year like I didn't really see anyone that was like overweight no I just like don't see it yeah like, everyone here is here to have a good time they're here to be outside so like in a broad sense like that's the Squamish community and then like mm. you've got your individual communities in that like in Squamish you've got the rafters or the mm. kayakers with the kayakers like the water sports people uh. you've got the kiteboarders uh. you've got the mountain bikers the runners the climbers yeah. um, the van lifers the van lifers um, and yeah so you've got like all these little intermingles and then mm. like some people some of the mountain bikers and some of the kayakers and some of the climbers all live in vans and then mm. There's, like, all, like, this little intermingling of communities. And then you've got, like, there's a massive yoga community as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, and then there's, like, just people that, like, drift between all of them. Um, I just, like, know someone from that one and someone from that one and someone from that one and someone from that one. And they just, like, always have different friends to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so for me, like, my community is, like, a bunch of climbers, um, a few runners... And, some yogis and some yogis yeah um and just like random like also pe- and how dope is that like i'm just listening to you like how dope is that it's really cool it's amazing i think one of the things so i remember telling you yesterday that like i've started journaling journaling yes. in the last few days yes. um which i highly recommend for anyone listening to this podcast like mm-hmm. just write your fucking thoughts down um but i was like oh fuck because I started work at five o'clock this morning, I wasn't gonna get up and journal before work. I'm like, I'm gonna take this podcast as my journal for the day. Aww. It's just like, well, it's like you're gonna go to that place anyways, and I'm just like, well, it's a good chance, good chance to like reflect and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Absolutely. But what you were just kind of saying, um, it's like it's cool to recognize like how many people are around, mm. and I noticed that like over the last week, I'd like. I'm just trying to practice this idea of, like, being vulnerable with people. Mm. Um, and so, you know, like, actually telling people how you feel and, like, digging into your feelings. Um, and, yeah, like, 
just like looking at like how many different people I have met over the last year since being in Squamish, mm. um, from all sorts of different like ways of life. Like there's people that have come to Squamish just to walk, like just to hike. Mm. There's just so much beautiful hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I came here. Yeah, exactly. I literally came here for that. And next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's people that came to run ultra marathons. Yeah. And there's people that came to like throw themselves at the chief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's people who have gone to try and jump their the mountain jumpers. bike down. Stupid. And then there's Alex. Yeah. Base Alex. Jumper. <laughs> we'll have Alex on here next. Yeah. You're going to have Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. I, I, I was actually like saw him this morning. I was like, Alex would be a very interesting person to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like he'll have a very interesting story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like so cool to recognize like mm-hmm. how many like different communities you're in just through living in a van and talking to random people. Mm-hmm. And it was even the other day I was down at Nexon sitting on the roof of my van and I was playing guitar and one of the regulars in at work, his name's Dave, um, he goes down to Nexon every day with his dog, has a coffee, like drinks the most amount of coffee of anyone I've ever met. Uh, um, <laughs> and yeah, he came down and... He was having his dog there, and his dog was running around and doing her thing, and mm-hmm. he like he goes and grabs his guitar and just comes jamming with me. And it's just like random old dude. Um, he performs at open mic, which there's open mic at Zephyr tonight. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, um, I'm probably gonna go after yoga. Okay, awesome. And then yeah, it's like there's just so many people that you just like form little connections with if you're just like a little bit more open. Yeah. And it's not like you don't have to pour your heart out to every single person you meet. But if you're just, like, a little bit more open, the idea of, like, getting to know someone, you end up with so many more people in your life for when shit hits the fan. Yeah. And you can just be like, uh, hey, I need a friend right now. Yeah. Like, I've had dinner, beer with more people in the last, like, week or two. Wow. Than I have for the last, like, few months in Squamish. So and it's been beautiful. such a good eye over. Since you've been back in the van. Since I've been back in the van. Wow. Um, and, like, there's been other stuff that's going on to, like, around that but mm-hmm. you know like being back in the van a little bit it's um it's just like hey i'm i'm by myself yeah uh what are you doing tonight yeah nothing do you want to have a pizza yes i do <laughs> um absolutely and yeah it's like because like my van because i haven't really organized stuff yet my kitchen still looks like a bomb hit it mm. um so it's still a bit still a bit tricky to get the enthusiasm to cook um mm-hmm. and i need new hose my gas tank oh i need to do that this afternoon okay i'll um, remind you i'll yeah. remind you yeah i um yeah. i've got like this massive hose and it's just like the valves in it just like don't work and they yeah. just don't release for the stove yeah hmm. so like my stove never works it'll work for like two seconds and then it just turns on like, shit mm. okay cool um so yeah it doesn't happen yeah whatever there's I always have, things to do with I, the bad, I, have, eh? I have days off soon yeah, but yeah that's the thing it's like <laughs> yeah. and like, even if you're not, like, mechanically minded, mm-hmm. you can still tinker in your own van. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it is, like, you have, like, setting up lights, putting up photos and, like, <laughs> cutting something because something doesn't fit. Absolutely. Like, in, in my van, there's, like, this hole, like, where, like, the middle console kind of is. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to put my camera in there, because you got to have your camera within arm's reach, right? Yeah. Um, of course. And it didn't quite fit. Like, the little bracket for the flash mm. stops it. Mm. So I just took a knife and just hacked it. Hacked out a bit of my van so my camera could just slide in. It's Excellent. a perfect spot. It's out of sight, out of mind. Nice. And it just, like, comes out relatively easily. You kind of got to use two hands and, like, wiggle it a little bit. And 
but you're always ready to take photos. Like in my old van, yeah. my camera like sat at like right next to my foot. I could just like mm-hmm. bend down and pick it up. Um, it was always like super accessible, which so was really awesome. good. Well, that's the thing about like I finally so, like this mattress here. This I got this foamy on the side of the road, brand new. Put it in here. It was a bit big. Took a steak knife and just fucking gave her the juice and cut her. <laughs> gave her the juice. <laughs> yes, I've that, said that term for that, a while. That is the quote of the day. <laughs> that's awesome. Just give her a bit, mate. Just She'll give her right. the juice, mate. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. Anywho, and like all these like little creative things that you get to do because a you have the time and you want to make your home like you know, sustainable and workable. Yeah. And like at some point I'm going to go home, like back to Australia. Mm. Seems weird to think about. Um, yeah. But like I'll go and I'll probably buy a shell of a van, drive to my parents' house, park it in the gar- um, park it in the shed. Yeah. As my dad has like every tool under the sun. And I'm like relatively constructive minded because mm-hmm. I haven't actually built any of the vans that I've owned. I've always like just bought them because they've been convenient and ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to, like... Like, do the full build-out. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've, like, done big modifications. Like, yeah. big vanovations, I call them. Vanovations! Vanovations, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I haven't done one from scratch, and I'd, like, really like to do that. So that's going to be something I do when I go home. So fun. Well, that's, like... So that's the only thing about Westies that we often talk about. Like, they're other done. people who own Westies. Yeah, they're done. Mm. And they're, like, super awesome. The Germans did an excellent job at designing it. Yep. Um, from like every little detail, but then you've just got something already made. Yeah, and, and you can't really spice it up too too much. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if yeah. I if I could get a Westie, I'd be I'd be stoked. Yeah. Or if someone had built a Sprinter, and they were like, "You want this?" I'd be like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's definitely like there's definitely part of me that wants to go and build one myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if I was a little bit better set up, I'd probably build them and sell them in Squamish mm, um, that would be key that'd be so much fun yeah so I think you just need like a little bit more financial freedom before you can actually dig into that yeah but it'd be super fun to do amazing. get to build all the time oh it'd be incredible like so creative and yeah. use your hands your body and and so when you go back to Australia are you thinking of like rocking out in the van as well like is this like a long term goal for you or I wouldn't say it's like a long term goal mm. but it's just a lifestyle that I enjoy Okay. It's yeah. it's not something that causes me stress. Mm. It's just it's just a way for me to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being able to move around. Mm-hmm. I like not being pinned to any specific situation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just join a local gym. Like the cool thing is, like, if Say, for example, uh, you move somewhere mm-hmm. and you get in a house and you've got no money, you just stay in the house and you do your thing, right? Mm-hmm. You have a van. Even if it takes all your money and you've got like a hundred bucks left, mm-hmm. that hundred bucks, you join a gym mm-hmm. to have a shower. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you're networking with like 20 or 50 people. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you've found a climbing partner yeah. or someone to teach you how to kayak or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and just, like, random people with cool stories. Yeah. Um, that, like, maybe if you were living in a house, you wouldn't get. Well, that's exactly it. That's, dude, I would not be sitting here right now with you. I wouldn't have met you if I if was living in a house. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, Um, why? Because, first of all, I rolled up to the yoga studio. You were in your van. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right away, we're like, hey, I get you. 
And then I saw you in yoga mm-hmm. and we started talking about, what, oh, where to hang our towel. That was yeah. it. You were like, I got to tell you something. Hang your towel after yoga on the bar because that's what I do and it's rad. Yeah. You, and I, it's a good curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But see, this is what I use. I use like my bench seat um, blanket over there, which is rad. But like we wouldn't have, we probably wouldn't have chatted because we don't really have the reason to do so. No. Like and you then, walk into a yoga studio most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk into a yoga studio. There's 10 people there. They're probably all lying on their backs with props under them loosening up for a class. <laughs> or with their eyes shut, yeah. not giving a fuck about who just walked in. Yeah. Um, and, like, some people are chatty, and most people will, like, chat briefly before or after a class. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you, like, walk in, you do your thing, you get out. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the van, mm-hmm. you might be more inclined to start up a conversation with someone. I, I find I have a lot of conversations with people in the change rooms of the yoga studios. Yes. Yeah? Right. It's just like... Oh, man, that, that, that class was spicy, huh? Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. What are you doing later? <laughs> Let's grab a beer. Or like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Um, no, and I also just realized something right now just hit me as I was listening to you. It's almost like, like, yes, you can start up conversations without people that aren't living mad, but it's, it's more mundane, kind of, at least my experience. Like, what I just realized is it's almost like it's like if I showed up to the yoga studio and I had a tattoo and you had a similar tattoo, mm. we'd bond over that. Yeah. Like it's almost like you wear it on your sleeve and yeah. it gives you this like, like I already knew, oh, you got a story. I want to get to know you. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas like if I mean, you were like, oh, how was that inversion? Or dude, that downward dog killed me. Cool. But maybe not willing to like go into, oh, you got a story. Yeah. I really want to get to know you. Just like, yeah, sweet. It's like mm. more mundane where this is like, wow, you're mm. doing something pretty badass, as am I, would love to explore. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean... You don't have to agree. No, I, I, I agree in part. Definitely you have, like, bonding over a mutual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, what I find is people that don't live in vans are always really intrigued. Mm. And they'll always ask a lot of questions. Yeah. So I find it really easy to talk to people about living in a van. Oh, wow. Like, I've seen so many people doing that. What's it like? Like, fuck, I wish I could do that. And they're like, well, I'm just buy a van. (laughs) And you're good to go. But in the same time, like, I I like, I love living in a van. Um, I plan to, yeah, plan to do it for a while anyway. You know, there's going to be a point in time where you're like, I'd like to just like live in a house and still have a van for like trips and stuff. Because, I don't think I ever really actually want to camp, like, just go, like, gritty. Like, being in the van's sick. You've got, like, you've got a stove, you've got... Have you got a fridge? Yeah. I do, yeah. Connected um, to my solar. Yeah. Um, you've got, like, a few niceties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you've got kids or something, like, being in a van's great. Um, rather than genuinely camping and just, like, being able to pick up, move do your thing, not having, like, all this shit filling up a car that you have to unpack. Oh, I can't stand that. It's just like, can't stand oh, it. gee, get me out of here. Yeah. Um, this is the whole home is where you park it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think no matter what happens in my life, there'll always be, like, some sort of vehicle to to live in mm-hmm. for, like, short-term stuff. Yeah, because you're an adventure dude, and yeah. that's what you love, and yeah. 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 And, I like my. I would love. I like very often like talk to this about friends with with old friends yeah. back home. We also have like a van on like multiple continents. You know, we like, have one in North America, one in Europe, one in Australia, one in Asia. Whoa! 
Just like, like I wouldn't actually. Apart. I don't. I don't want to drive in. I don't want to drive in Asia. Bangkok <laughs> down Kosan Road. Just I'm, kicking it. <laughs> so the first time I went to, first time I went. Um, I've only been to Thailand once. Mm. First time I went overseas by myself. Mm. Yeah. I was in a taxi coming in from like the Phuket airport, mm-hmm. and like the beta is like, you get off Phuket airport, have a place booked, and just like tell a taxi driver to take you there because it's like too confusing otherwise. Yeah. So my partner and I at the times are. We had booked it the cheapest place we could find. It was six dollars a night for the two of us. Holy! It was gritty. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what the room was first. Um, so the room, we walked in the door. Yeah. And there was a mattress on the floor with like this used to be white sheet. There were two pillows, a fan in the corner, bars on the windows, and this little pink blanket. And the pink blanket looked quite clean. Zara and I walked in the door and we just like started laughing. It was so <laughs> funny. Um, but we nearly died on the way there, I swear to God. Um, so we, With like, the driver, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we um, we get in this taxi. We're like, yeah, can you take us here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, and we're driving into Phuket and I see like a speed limit sign. It's like 70 or 80. And I'm like... I feel like we're going faster than that. And, like, just, like, curiously, like, look over the driver's shoulder. He's just, like, edging, like, 160. I'm just like... Holy shit. We got into town really quick, but it was, like, fuck. And there was, there was like, a motorbike crash, like, on the side of the road. And yeah. we just... <laughs> like, fuck. And it cost us, like, 10 bucks. It was... Wow. It was ridiculous. Good old Thailand. Yeah, eh? it was so good. Just a hoot. But we were going so fast. It was, like... Mm-hmm. Like, I've driven that fast... On, like, roads in Australia where there is no speed limit. When, like, the roads are dead straight and you're in the middle of nowhere and the only thing to watch out for are kangaroos. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, this is fucking messed up. Because it's, like, a massive city, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. People are scrounging yeah. around everywhere. Yeah. 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 It's terrifying. Okay, so we'll take the van out of Asia, but yeah. other places. Yeah, yeah that would be the dream. Yeah, there's multiple continents. Europe, yeah. definitely. For North sure. America, done it. Australia, done it. Yeah. Would would redo in both mm, um mm-hmm. but that'd be epic and just like bounce between them all when you have money and make a flight and just like fly to the next one and just... <laughs> here's my home it'd be <laughs> sick it'd be so much fun it would be yeah or like yeah. even like start like this um oh man this could be this could be a go like a um like a rental set like a um a car swap oh with like people on the what? other side of the world and like van swaps whoa Okay. Oh my gosh. So Maybe much... I have to edit this part out because, like, we might need to patent this now. Yes, we should. <laughs> I've often thought that. You do, you do house swaps. Yeah, yeah. Like here to Mexico. Yeah. But like, like I would like van love sitting. to do that in Australia. I would love to switch out. Like, who wouldn't want to come to Squamish and live in this? Exactly. Oh my god. Whoa. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. What would edit you call it, it? Edit it out. Um. I might keep it in. It's kind of entertaining. Mm. Um. What would you name it? What would you name it? Mm-hmm. You'd be like Van Gogh. Yeah. Listen, Van- I think there's already that. You'd call it Vincent, though. <laughs> what, you call it what? Vincent. Vincent. Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> yes, that's it. I Seriously. only think of that. I, I kind of stole that. I have yeah. a friend at home that has a has a van, and his name is his name. the van's name is Vincent. And while it's never been confirmed, I just assumed it was for Vincent Van Gogh. Okay. Or it could just be Vinny the Van. I don't know. Vinny the Van. Cute. Um... Because yeah. strains shorten everything, right? Yes, exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Very cool. I would love for you to touch on the journaling a bit more because huh. I think it's very valuable mm. and also this whole idea of vulnerability. Do you follow Brene's Brown's work at all? So, because this this is like a whole epic story. Okay. Um, that like I'll I'll dig into some of it, but skip over some of it. Okay. Um, Share what you're willing to. And- yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I. I've got Benet's book on um, oh, what is it called? Dare. Um, Dare to be. Uh, yeah. Daring greatly. Daring greatly. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I haven't actually read it. Okay. Um, and she gave it to me. and She's like, you should read this. She also gave me this other book um called The Mask of Masculinity. Mm. She's also really good. I'm uh, mm. highly recommend. Um, for guys or girls, like so, that book is really really good. And it talks about I think there's nine different masks that. Yeah men's behavior um can like be described by um about like hiding vulnerability and hiding Mm. feelings behind different types of masks Mm. so like the idea of like stoicism where a man can't show his emotions right yeah the sexual mask where a man must have as many sexual partners to do um the like wearing an ego mask um, the, ego the, spo- mask, the, yes. the sportsman's mask where like mm-hmm. you have to just excel in order to be valued um, and yeah so it came with like this line of like I just want you to be vulnerable and it's just Aww. at this point of my li- like at that point of my life um, I just like couldn't do it just like couldn't go to that place mm-hmm. like like you know you've been through trauma in your life and you just don't want to take it back to that place, right? Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Absolutely. And like, and still, like, I am very new to the idea of being vulnerable, and I mm-hmm. must thank Anna for that. Um, shout out to Anna, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she's um she's been able to like start to get me to like she's good at probing, um, mm-hmm. and like getting me to open up about like thinking about why I feel a certain way, Beautiful. and like the things that trigger me into feeling like shit. Um, like digging into why that's occurring and that's what the journal for me is about um, mm. so last like week I've had like I've had some issues and I've like run away from the journaling idea Anna's been mentioning it for ages because mm-hmm. Anna's like, I think I mentioned it to you she's been journaling for years yeah you said every day she journals for like 10 years or something probably like yeah. I, I don't know an actual number but she's got yeah. a lot of journals and like well. I know from when she like she's told me about different journal entries that she's taken um, at different points. So she's been journaling for a really long time, regardless. Um, and she's been, like, encouraging me to do so. And I've been like, no, 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 no. And I think it's, like, because of this idea, I'm like, fuck, I'm scared of what I'll find. I'm like, if you, like, write something down, like, that makes it tangible and true. Mm. Whereas, like, I think it's, like, almost, like, the exact opposite. It's just, like, letting something out. And just, like, you, like, write it down... And it takes you longer to write it down mm-hmm. than it does to have the thought. Exactly. And it just gives you a moment to, like, think about that while you're thinking. And to be honest, when when I'm writing stuff, I I just start writing, like, whatever comes to mind. And then once it starts, it just kind of flows. Um, and I'm sure at some point I'll have some blocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really, really kind of helpful to just, like, reflect on triggering thoughts and mm. to, like, dig into why I'm feeling vulnerable in certain situations. Um, and for me, it's been kind of eye-opening. I feel like since getting back in the van, 
they've kind of spent more time with um, some of my friends that I've maybe neglected a little bit mm-hmm. over the last little while um, mm-hmm. since getting into a new relationship and it being super nice and through no final default um, just like being a little bit more absent just like you know wanting to spend time with yeah, a new girl right. in your life yeah, yeah um, totally and which I will continue to do mm-hmm. but being then it's just like frees you up to do it a little bit more mm-hmm. but then what I've realised is I actually need a little break from climbing which is so weird it's like Till, like, December last year, climbing's, like, been all I've done for, like, the last probably close to four years. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's very much, like, a big part of my identity is wrapped up in it. And I'm starting to, like, see the value in in my in myself. Mm. And the, one of the... Like, I finished my journal entry yesterday um, when... We were first back in Squamish. I was, I was in one of Anna's yoga classes. Mm-hmm. She's a teacher. Awesome. Um, and it was a yin into meditation. And the line to like send you into meditation was, I love you, I am listening, as if you're talking to yourself, right? Um, and that's kind of like a mantra that I'm like trying to take on board at the moment. Because like I've been filled with like years of like self-sabotaging, self-deprecating thoughts and like mm. just talking shit about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm trying to learn how to, like, love myself and, like, legitimately fall in love with, like, who I am, what I do, and whatever it is. So, it's, like, this idea of, you know, writing that down and, like, making that thought tangible, you know? Yeah. And, like, just, like, I think yesterday I, like, wrote, um, be proud of, like, what you do, like, be proud of your photos, be proud of, like, the way you sing, the way you play guitar. Even though I'm, like, very much new at all of those things yeah. I've been singing for years I used to sing in the shower and <laughs> many family road trips but all these things that I've been doing for a very short period of time that maybe I'm not as good as I would like to be at them mm-hmm. but like the point at which you were at is so unique it's like you'll never be at that point again so why not just like treasure it mm-hmm. and like hold on to it mm-hmm. um, but yeah like being back in the van um, and being being a, like a little bit more alone mm-hmm. So good for that. Yeah. Um, and just, like, sitting with the thoughts. Oh, and, like, yesterday, after I saw you and Zephyr, I actually just, like, sat... I, like, laid down in the back of Zephyr in my van, read for a little while, and then a friend came out and talked for a little while. And, um, it's just, like... That was that. Um, it was just, like, sitting around, lying in the van, mm-hmm. watching a couple of videos, and it was just, like, exactly what I wanted to do. And I was, like, lying there and going, dude, you're wasting time. Like, you're not doing anything. I'm like, hang on a second. Cut that shit out. Nice. Just, like, stay in the place. Like, there's there's a reason you... Because for a long time, and my my girlfriend Anna is exactly the same, like, at least it sounds like from what she said, we're both, like, classed as extroverts. Yeah. Like, everyone sees us. Like, we're quite big personalities. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm quite loud and I'm a big dude and you know, like, take up a lot of space in a room and, like, for a long time, I've, like, tried to command that energy. Mm. Um, but it's really draining. And what I've realized over the last little bit is I'm actually very introverted um, where I, like, need this, like, solitude to, um, to, like, reset. Yes. To be that, like, big energy. And I find, like, people's expectations change all the time of, like, what they want from you. 
And I find that a lot of the time I get stuck in this rut of, like, thinking I know what people want from me. Whereas, like, you have no idea. Like, they just want... Like, at the core of it, like, what do you want your friends to be? Their true self. Yeah. yeah. You just want them to be real, right? Yeah. And you get caught up, and I'm sure it happens to you. you like, oh, fuck. Like, now that I'm podcasting, like, yeah. my friends want me to do it, and... I have to produce so much good material and whatever it is. And, like, same for me. I'm like, fuck, like, I got injured mm-hmm. um, the end of last year. So, mm-hmm. I was like, had to take a big step back from climbing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like my world got really shaken up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, committing to, like, having a break and only going climbing if I really, really want to go climbing. Mm-hmm. And, like, thinking about why I wanted to climb in the first place. But you get stuck in this, like, idea of, like, think that people just want you to climb hard and that's the way you're going to be included but what I found like over the last week is my climbing friends will still accept me and I think they quite respect the fact that I don't want to climb right now Mm. I think everyone's been through those ruts in their their, like whatever endeavor they do yes um like especially sports being so physical you get beat down and whatever it is, or, like, you just don't feel inspiration to do something, like, mm-hmm. photography, podcasts, totally. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think people, like, really respect that, but you get... You can just, like, corner yourself into thinking that people want you to be someone else. Yeah. And you just, like, have to just go, no, I'm going to be me. And, like, there's that old quote, it's like, be yourself, because those who Everybody mind... Everybody else is taken? Well, no, oh. it's like, um, those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. And that's, like, another mantra that I'm, like, trying to work with. It's just, like, yeah. If I don't go for beers for someone mm-hmm. or I don't go climbing with someone and they don't want to be my friend, then fuck them. Like, yeah. that's not a person that I want in my life. Um, and that's something I'm starting to accept. It's, like, there's so many beautiful people that I get to, like, talk to and call my friends um, and associate myself with, even if it's not on, like, a really good friendship. Mm-hmm. There's so many beautiful people in my life it's just, like, if that person doesn't like me because I don't want to climb hard, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's very much the opposite of how things have come out. But it's, like, how you trap yourself into thinking that that's what people want from you. Exactly. And I've only realised this, like, through being a little bit more alone in the van. Yeah. Um, and, like, owning the way that I feel. Like, I think being in a house um, with Anna, it's very easy to go oh, yeah, I'm not climbing because, like, I've got a girlfriend now and the guys all think that I'm whipped and whatever, which is, like, <laughs> so much the opposite case. Anna's like, go sleep in the van, go do whatever you want. I'm like, oh, I just want to, like, hang out and do my thing. And then by, like, going, nah, I really, like, need, a, like, a bit of a reset, like, going and sitting in the van mm-hmm. and going, I actually don't want to climb. And owning that, rather than, like, making excuses as, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm busy or whatever. Just, like, owning that decision as, like, real and true to you right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, like, in two days' time, I might not want to climb. Exactly. But, like, in that very moment, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go. So, like, I went climbing the other day when I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, shit. it was pretty shit. Yeah. We had a bit of fun, but it wasn't, like, the old days of climbing where you just, this is, like, what I want to do. This is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, very much, like, it felt like a bit of a drag. 
and like everyone else is in a great mood because everyone else wants to go really like climbing and doing their thing and you're like oh, fuck I wish I was psyched like them and you're like but you're not so just own it exactly and that's something I'm trying to learn through the journal is like just owning each emotion for what it is um and like if that means that you know you like take a break from something and dig into something else for a while like at the moment like I've got a bum foot and a bum hand mm-hmm. so like climbing's out my other outlet running is out um but, but like you just you're just like I like keep writing down you just like embrace it as like an opportunity to do something else like I'm I'm like learning guitar yeah and it gives me that chance to really like just sit down for two hours and play guitar oh my God. and while I've always been like quite athletic and the lack of physical output um disturbs me Mm. um you know like there's definitely parts of me that have been like body conscious over the years Mm -hmm. um and like trying to present a certain way Mm. it's just another way that expectations just like ruin everything yes and like like ego mask again yeah exactly yeah that's like that idea of like expectations ruin everything yeah as soon as you expect something to be something it's it's not it's type two disappointment it's like thought it was going to be great and now it wasn't and i need to be careful of that like at the end of the year i'm going back to indian creek where i spent Mm -hmm. time in the states i was there for two months and it was everything that i ever thought it'd be it like met the expectations like probably exceeded the expectations and when i drive like when i start driving back down there i have to be very conscious to like go this is a different year there's going to be different people Mm -hmm. it might be better yeah but also be worse yeah like it might not be that amazing experience you had the first time uh you just have to like go just take it for what it is and there's like one thing that doesn't change is like how beautiful that place is oh my god have you haven't been have you been to like moab area no but i'm going after like i'm going up to bath and then going down to colorado and not all that area like the canyon yeah the canyon lands of utah are Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. just insanely beautiful just like out of this world kind of like so different anything you see like squamish yeah so beautiful with these mountains everywhere like in Utah, there's mountains. Like, you can see mountains with snow on them. But then there's desert below them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. weird. Incredible. It's, it's so bizarre. Incredible. I, I found it so weird. Yeah. It's like driving out of Moab and there's, like, snow-capped mountain one side, desert. Yeah. <laughs> what? So weird. It's <laughs> good idea. Yeah. Well, I love this. Like, I... First of all, I got another idea. We should make stickers saying expectations ruin everything. Yep. How sick would that be? Throw yep. it on the back. Yep. But also, I just really want to take a moment mm-hmm. to, first of all, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing all this with me. You're welcome. Like, this is, you've by far exceeded your journal entry. This is so important. You've opened up a lot. Oh, it's very different to what a journal entry would be, but... Yes, but still, you've been vulnerable and raw right. today. Yeah, I appreciate it'll be fun. that. Yeah. And I really wanted to just share with you, because you don't know this about me, mm-hmm. um, like, I just... For that entire stint of you talking, I wanted to be like, dude, me fucking too. Mm. Me fucking too. And like, of course, because this is so much the way the world works, for mm. me at least. Everything's synchronicity. Like, of course we met and you're sharing this. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm seeing reflection in myself. Mm. Like, I finished nursing. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you this shortly, because yeah, I think yeah. it's really important. I Long story short, it's been five years of me going to school, like, full on. That's who I am. Nikki the nurse. My identity. <laughs> All my loved ones, like, that's how people know me, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, partners, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I was sitting down next to a nurse of 10 years and a nurse of two years. This nurse of 10 years was just, just now, after 10 years, taking a break from nursing. Mm -hmm. I asked her, I simply said, what took you so long? What took you so long? Just as a new baby nurse starting, she said, my identity is so wrapped up in nursing. I Mm. was fucking petrified that my partner wouldn't accept me. My friends wouldn't accept me. Mm. And I don't know how to accept me. Yeah, for sure. Me. And I'm listening to her, right? And I'm like, holy shit, because I know my soul knew at the beginning. Like, everybody thought I was crazy for deferring my job. It was my dream job. I deferred it because I realized I'm 23 years old. I'm wanting to figure out who I am. Yeah. Me. Me. As you're seeing me. Mm. You, don't, you don't know anything about me, which no. is kind of awesome, right? I'm just showing up to you as I am. Yeah. And I want to show up my best self always. Yeah. That's what my intention is right now. And I am relearning what it means to basically show up and be vulnerable without my like mask or comfort of I'm a nurse or I do this kind of exercise, like all these labels, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I just want to show up as me. And I love what you're saying because you just like held up a mirror for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, it was really cool. Um, I think it was like maybe halfway through the year before last. I was still at home. Um, and I was cruising around, and I was visiting mum and dad, and dad's like, what the fuck can I do what you do? Like, I'm like, you can, it's like, choose not to. But he also said to me, like, a while ago, and this is, like, dad's development over time, so my my sister did fashion design at mm. university, and it's like, is that really a job? Like, mm. meh. And she's she's making a really, like, what I, like, respect is a really great career. She's, she's just started, like, making wedding dresses. She makes really good money um and but the thing is like for a really long time she finished fashion and like fashion's one of these things like you have to get experience but the only way to get experience is to already have experience and it's really really hard niche to get into right um and dad is like the typical aussie dude and he's like fucking fucking if jerry just got a fucking real job blah 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 and it was like fuck and you think that dad's judging and it's like no he's just concerned but he said something to me like a few years later and it was like I don't give a fuck what you do just as long as I don't have to pay for it I'm like alright let's do this <laughs> um, and it was like that like for a long time I expect like I thought dad expected a lot of me like when I was young he wanted me to play for a specific football team because like he saw like potential in me to like play like make a good good life as a as a footballer like I was alright but I didn't have confidence that I could like make a make a real footballer or whatever, um, and I didn't want to, so I said no. And like there was a bit of conflict over that. It was nothing like major, mm-hmm. but it was always like that idea. I'm like, oh fuck, like, and I think that's where like the idea of expectations mm-hmm. come from. Even though you're, like, you're 15, you do not identify that at all. You're just like this scared little kid that you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and I like often find myself still as that scared little boy but um when he said that like that he doesn't give a fuck what we do as long as he doesn't have to pay for it like i found that pretty cool i was like yeah sweet um (laughs) thanks thanks dad fucking right dad yeah Yeah. it was just it was one of those things it's just like really cool and very like liberating and free yeah that's what that's Um, the word that came and it's and it's exactly the same as like being vulnerable with people and being real with people and like 
that's what I think it is. I don't even think it's the fact that you have to be vulnerable, people. Because you can't be that person all the time. Mm. Like, it just, it's so draining to be on the edge all the time. But just be real with people. Like, you don't have to tell people why why you're not feeling 320% or 690%. Um, just, like, own your emotions and just be like, hey, I'm, like, I'm not feeling it today. Or you don't have to explain everything in the moment. Like, my really good friend, Jordan. Have you met Jordan? He's kicking around in a truck. Uh, maybe. Like, we haven't had a chance to, like, really chat for a really long time. Mm. But he knows that I'm just, like, going through some stuff. Um, and he, we just like keep catching up. There's always people around and I like can't unload on him, but I'm just trying to be real with him in the fact that like, I'm still around, I'm still here. Just like, just bear with me. I'm coming back. But you know, it's just like owning that and just being like, Hey, it's, it's not quite right, but it's coming. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm like learning about vulnerability. You don't have to be vulnerable all the time. Yes. Just be real. Yes. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I like even just like catching up with people from work and like even being at work and just being genuine. Yeah. And just like living with integrity. Mm. Um and yeah, just trying to be genuine with people like hey, like I'm Mui. I used to be a rock climber. Um now I don't identify as anything. <laughs> I yeah. I live in my van. Yeah. I have a really awesome girlfriend. Uh, I enjoy rock climbing and I really enjoy ultra running, but I'm not doing any of them right now. Yeah. Um, because I'm injured and I hate it. But I, I'm me. also doing yoga, and I just find it amazing. Like, I'm, f- I'm finding that I'm making a really good connection with one of the guys I work with through yoga. Mm. Um, that like never saw it. I rock up to a, a couple of his classes, and he's so excited. And I've only ever seen him in in the work context that we know and it's like kind of fast-paced hospitality where like everyone's stressed and it's like wow and you see him in a yoga class that he's like running and there's so much peace around it and it's definitely like seeing him as like at yoga has like made me want to embrace that kind of uh openness um and talk about like letting potentially like being open to the idea anyway of yoga like being able to heal and like so I'm having a break from climbing I'm having a break from running long distances um and I'm like this is a good opportunity to like practice self-care through journaling and like the goal at the moment is to like spend an hour a day Mm. which is nothing Mm. and like this podcast is sitting on an hour and 11 minutes yeah um of like self-care looking after yourself whether that's journal yoga like sitting in the sun and just being by yourself i think it's like yeah playing guitar Mm -hmm. um and yeah like seeing seeing charlie like in that in that realm Mm -hmm. it's like really inspiring to see someone so so within themselves because that is like when i see him as real um, like at work, he's like a little bit stressed. He's still super fun, but like you can see the stress in it, and it's like the freedom isn't quite there. And like we all feel that at work. Like it's work, it's gritty, it's hard. But like you see him in that other domain, and it's like, wow, that's like really cool. And I'm like, maybe yoga is really powerful because 
I'm like never been spiritual or anything, and I like don't think I ever will be. But I mm. do believe in the fact that um, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and like you run into people at the right time, mm-hmm. um, and everyone comes into your life for a reason. Absolutely. Whether it's like someone that you're meant to connect with for a really long time, mm-hmm. or whether you're meant to just like learn something from someone, or just like have a really weird conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone comes into your life for a reason, even if it's like an annoying customer mm-hmm. that's just a prick, like. To teach you something about patience. Yes, yeah, yeah, that teaches you something about patience or, like, I don't want to treat people like that. Exactly. Um, and, like, you're always, like, trying not to be judgmental. Like, that person might have been rude that day because they were having a really shit day and they didn't know how to own that emotion. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was them being real. You never know. So it's, like, something I'm trying to practice is, like, not being judgmental, understanding that everyone has their, has their masks mm-hmm. on. Everyone... Everyone's scared of being vulnerable. Like, even people that are really good with it, like, are still really scared of it. Um, and I don't think... Everyone will have setbacks. And I'm in, like, a really good place at the moment. So it's, like, really easy for me to, like, open up and talk about this sort of thing. Because, like, being vulnerable <laughs> being vulnerable at the moment, it's, like... It's working so well. Like, so stoked. Um, and, I can tell, yeah. Fuck yeah, right, it's, like... Dude. Yeah, it's, like, fuck. I just get to, like, do whatever I actually want to do. And if that's, like, go have a beer in 10 or 15 minutes, or if it's, like, go and sit in the sun and play guitar, or go for a swim, because it's kind of hot. Like, it's just, like... And if that's all the exercise I do all day, I'm like, you know, that's okay. I feel like I'll probably go climbing at some stage in the next week. And hopefully... I'm really, really excited to go for a run soon, but Mm. just waiting for the foot to come good. It's like, fuck, I just want to go for a run. I remember going for a run one morning, like... Before I before I got injured, <laughs> I went for like a fifteen k run. I came back home. I was sitting on the couch. It was raining, and like I was I was sore. My ankles hurt. Like it was like a gritty run. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm like, fuck! I want to go for another run. <laughs> it was it was so weird. I was like I was so peaceful, oh and I was God. just like I really want to do that again. Yeah. I'm like that's and there was like moments of like running up at Alice Lake. Oh, yes. Um, I was running there That's one day. Man. And I was like, yeah, I could, I could get into this whole, like, long-distance running stuff. I was like, I was just, like, running really well. I just yeah. I just had some, like, sugar. So I was like, mm. I just, like, the energy had just kicked in from a goo. And I was like, running really well. I was like, sick, I could, I could do this. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, my ankles hurt. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, yeah, this is sick. Yeah. Um, but it's just like following that stoke and just like really doing something that you want to do at the time. And my mum's always like looked at me and I've always like found new hobbies and just like dived into them and just like thrown everything I have at them. Like I was, I was like, I played Aussie rules football and like it was all I did. And then bless me for saying this, I tried CrossFit for a while and I like was all in on it and like then... I moved on to climbing and then there was a little bit of snowboarding, but snowboarding in Australia is like very short season. So, um, it was like climbing, 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 climbing. And then I started running it when I got back to Squamish mm. like, cause I was living with Anna and, uh, her housemate, Alex, she's a runner mm. and her boyfriend's a runner and we all work together except mm. Anna, like Alex, Sam and I work together and like, we're just like, and I went for a 15 K run with them and I hadn't run for years. Wow. I'm like, yeah. This is something I can do. It doesn't hurt my finger. I'm like, let's go for a run. And I just like, I was like, and like put everything I had into running. And now I like 
took a bad fall climbing and I hurt myself and now I'm like just a little bit incapacitated but maybe in a week or so I'll go for a run and I'll be like Totally. But totally. maybe I'll go climbing tomorrow. I don't know. Exactly. And that's that's just like we said, to go full circles. Just honoring yourself for wherever you are. Mm. And just before we wrap up here, I want to just circle back to what you had said because I think it's really important. You had said that basically, in summary, when you take off the masks mm-hmm. or when you aren't... <laughs> you I, have like the, at your finger. I have this skin tag <laughs> on my finger and it's driving me insane. <laughs> when you aren't just... using all this energy to hold up a mask... It's freedom. Yeah. That's what it is. There's so when much you, energy to do other stuff too. Exactly. And like um, if you're just yourself, you're so much more at peace. You're so much less exhausted because you're not holding up a mask, whether that's ego, whether that's fear, whatever it is. Yeah. Masculinity, whatever. Yeah. So we were, I was talking with Anna last week and um, we we were talking about like, I, I just had no energy. Mm. Like nothing I had just nothing left she's like maybe you should like go and spend some time in the van um and I was like yeah alright I like went in the van um and it's been great and we really thought that it'd be like thought it wasn't necessarily gonna be a great thing for like the two of us but it's like been really good yeah um and it's like it's focusing both of our energies uh at once um it's like being intentional with your time. So, like, you're by yourself. Spend time doing something you want to do. Not that you couldn't do that anyway, being, like, with your partner. But it's, like, you have a whole day to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Whereas, like, you're with a partner and, like, you go, what do you want to do? Oh, what do you want to do? What exactly. do you want to do? And I don't have that conversation all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, we get to... We get to choose what we do. Mm. And I think it's really important. So, like, I'm like, yes, I'm in a journal because Anna was right. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good idea. And just, like, having all this spare time just to think and, like, hang out with different friends Mm -hmm. that, like, yeah, you didn't see for a while or that you haven't even made because you hadn't really met them. Yeah. Um, It's like, yeah, just, like, embrace the change. Um, Like, embrace, like, yourself. Embrace yourself. I like that. Yeah. It's just... That's yeah. good. Embrace yourself. Yeah, and just, like, look after yourself and yeah. do something you want to do, which is something I'm going to do this afternoon. And, yeah, just... Oh, man, this whole vulnerability idea, it's, like, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> I just don't know why I fucking... And this is, like... Actually, fuck. I'm just going to keep going up on tangents. But this is, like, another one of the things that I've, like... That's it, going. Um, that I'm noticing is... So, it's really easy to get caught up in this idea of um, blame. So, mm-hmm. I can be... There's two mm-hmm. ways that I can approach this. So, you can be like, mm-hmm. wow, I find out, I found out how to be vulnerable to more than just my partner. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was very often that I could be, like, vulnerable with Anna and, like, go, oh, I'm so tired now. But it's not that hard to, like, be real with people. And it's just like, fuck, why wasn't I doing that ages ago? I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's that's like blaming yourself. Yeah. And like wishing something that you can't you can't undo. Mm-hmm. You did what you thought you needed to do at that time. Embrace that. You're not in that place at the moment. And there's every chance that in two weeks' time, you're going to be back in that place. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to think back to now going, all right, time to reopen. Mm-hmm. 
And like when I woke up this morning, I like was working today off no sleep, as you know. Um, and I was like kind of bummed. I was like, fuck, I have to be at work. And you know, like you have to just flip the switch at sometimes and just go, nah, fuck it. I'm going to like whinge to someone for 10 minutes and then that's it. And you just got to like get off your little, yeah. your little bitch horse and <laughs> go for it. And you know, I'm in a good mood now. Yeah, you are. I was like, yeah. You're in a great mood. And every time You're I've embracing like... embracing yourself. Yeah. So what I've noticed is every time that I've journaled, so mm-hmm. I've journaled, I think three or four times in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I finish journaling, I'm super stoked. <laughs> and like yeah. you get further away from that journal entry and you're like fuck what was I thinking about back then why can't I get out how can I get happy again <laughs> journal again <laughs> um, but yeah so it's like this idea of like being vulnerable with yourself even if no one else sees it <clears throat> just being honest with yourself exactly um, and seeing these things like firsthand, mm-hmm. um, and digging into that it's like that, that that's enough to like start making you happier and like, give you more energy and you're like, sick I'm not hiding anything yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. You're honest with yourself, and that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Journaling's the new thing, eh? Journaling's the new thing. Take it on board, peeps. <laughs> take it on board, peeps. I was actually yeah. I was like thinking on the way down here. I'm like, oh, maybe I should like take a photo of my journal and go. I'm like my my Instagram again. Like, hey, I just talked about journaling with Nikki. Check her out. Yeah. Do that. I will do some sort of post. Okay. Know. Good. Mm. Um. But yeah, be vulnerable. Nice. And journal. And expectations like find, find, ruin everything. Expectations ruin everything. But, like, find a journaling method that works for you, too. Mm-hmm. You mean, cool. like, well, some it. people that's don't it. want to write, write shit down. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, record your thoughts. You can also type. A lot of people are into computers. You can yeah. type. Yeah, there's a notepad on a phone. Mm. I always jot notes down there. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's, like, I've always thought that I could, like, process in my head. Mm. But it just, it doesn't quite cut the mustard. Like, I... I Cut the mustard. Yeah, I... You not heard that? <laughs> I love that. Okay. I've never heard it. No, no, no. This is my first time, and I'll be saying that again. All right. Does it quite cut the mustard? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to just, like, slow things down, because my, my mind's, like, always full of, like, the what-ifs and yes. blah, blah, blah. It's, like... Anxiety and... Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really good way to, like... Because, like, you can only write or type so fast... You have to slow the thoughts mm. down a little bit. And even just, like, talking them. Mm-hmm. You actually have to, like, structure a sentence. So you actually have to just, like, pull it back a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead yeah. of having over 100,000 different thoughts a day processing yep. through. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, well just, said. like, slow it down and just take your time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I fell in love with climbing in the first place. It was like, it was one of these things that could like take away all my racing thoughts and like you have to focus on like this crack or that Mm -hmm. line or that next hold. Mm -hmm. That's like something to bring you to like the present Mm -hmm. time, which is like where I'm trying to live at the moment. Like just be present. That's, that's the intention. That's the goal. Yes. And everything else hopefully will just fall in around it. Mm -hmm. Like just keep like interacting with people that Mm -hmm. do similar things to you. You'll find a job that you like and that pays the bills and that you can, like, support a van with or a family with or whatever. Like, everything else will make itself work if you're just, like, honest with yourself. And you'll probably, even if you've got half as much money as you would if you were, like, if I was, like, Nurse Bowie or you were Nurse Nikki, Mm -hmm. like, just taking that time to, like, look after yourself. Like, even if you've got, like, half the amount of money. Like, money does not equal happiness. It's, like, just, like... 
do do what you need for you and like hope that everything just plays out mm-hmm. yeah and just be like open to trying new things thank you hmm. yeah thank mm. you i don't often get validated maybe yeah mm. or haven't yet on this journey and so but you don't need you. validation exactly i don't but that feels nice to have like you're giving your soul said. validation yes but yeah. like taking this time for yourself totally this yeah. is yeah it's like just so clear to me what i'm mm. doing and but it's kind of nice to hear you say that mm. yeah mm. yeah yeah it's like that idea like the only time that you need to really worry about what someone thinks of you is probably when you have kids you probably want to set a good example for them. But, oh, for your kids, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, other than that, ah, fuck it. But otherwise, like, yeah. If someone thinks bad of you because like they don't agree with how you live your life, then fuck them. Totally. They they're not worth your time. Totally. Live yeah. in live in the van, live in a house. Like, mm. it doesn't matter as long as like that Dude, resonates with you. You could live in a fucking house and your lawn could not be mowed, yep. and you get people that have judgments. Or. Everything could be perfect, and someone's still going to judge you as the rich cunt on the corner. There you go. <laughs> so, like... Absolutely. So, it doesn't matter. Like, everyone is going to judge... Like, there's going to always be someone judging you. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that their judgment's right, mm-hmm. or it matters. Mm-hmm. And it might be completely warranted. Mm-hmm. They might be like, man, that person's, like, the happiest person in the world. And that's a judgment, too. It is. Well, it's like, that. that was what you would, like, consider a good judgment, so you mm-hmm. don't, like, consider it bad mm-hmm. but still judgment yeah. yeah um or you could be that that grumpy prick that always orders the same coffee and like you never know yeah. um i actually i was sitting out the front of work journaling yesterday yeah. and i saw someone a regular walk to the door saw who was making coffee turned around and walked back out whoa and i was like we like coffee ma- making coffee is an art and we all know this um and there's definitely <clears throat> Uh, better baristas than others in every coffee shop. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was like completely brutal because like I know exactly what that guy orders. Yeah. Um, and like walked to the door and turned around and walked out. I was like, whoa, wow. fuck. Like I've heard uh, Anna tell me that she's walked out before, like when she's seen people who's making coffee. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen it, and I saw it yesterday. I was like, oh, how about that? <laughs> It does actually happen. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah. Because huh. well, like I didn't, it wasn't busy. It was like there was one person at the table. I was like, oh, yep, it's yeah, no, totally. I was like fuck. Which also like you know what? That's fine too. Like yeah. you know like like this is what we're saying. Like we're saying own your shit. Yeah, we're and saying, I mean own your awesome. Yeah, and I mean you're that person's also like going yeah, my money's more valuable than what what it's going to get me here. Sure. So. Yeah. However, I would also say though. Could that person um, articulate how they'd like their coffee made or not made? Could they be vulnerable enough to say, you know what? Got to be honest. Don't want you to make my coffee. Is there anybody else here that can? But we're so afraid to do that. We're so afraid to... Because we take everything personally. Yeah, everyone takes everything personally. So that person would just be destroyed. It's like, no, dude. Like, you know what? I'd rather have somebody articulate themselves and be honest instead of walk out. Yeah. And, like, lose business money. And that's the same for me. It's like, I don't care what you... Like, what anyone thinks. Mm-hmm. As long as, like, people are honest in the point... It's like... Say, for example, someone wants something vegan. Mm. But they see an ingredients list, and they don't see on it something that's vegan. So, they maybe there's 
for example, maybe there's like butter and cheese on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, oh yeah, can I have that sandwich with no cheese? Mm-hmm. They forget to mention no butter. They could have easily just gone, hey, I'm vegan. I don't want that. But I've seen this happen. Um, but when that when that thing comes mm-hmm. and it's got butter on it and like super bummed and you're like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. You, can, you could either own it and just be like, hey, can you redo this? I'm vegan. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, no worries. Mm-hmm. But I'm too afraid of like the waste mm-hmm. or people confronting it. or they're like people people like it. judging them because yeah. they they're making a really good life choice like if you know what want to sue me like veganism i applaud it because i can't do it yeah um but probably is the way forward yeah um but it's like if you just like take on this issue it doesn't have to be an issue mm-hmm. you can just be like hey um can you redo this exactly. and it's probably just going to get used again anyway yeah for the next person mm-hmm. um and you can be like, hey, yeah, can you, you sort this out for me? And the people are like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But we're too afraid of like hurting someone's feelings or ourselves getting judged or whatever it is that we're not honest. And that's like everything that we've been talking about is like the opposite of what like at least I'm intending to do. Yes. And I'm guessing that you're kind of similar. Me too. Um, yeah. It's like all I want is to be honest with people. Mm-hmm. And, and from Yeah. And from that, I want people to be honest with me. Yeah. If, like, I'm honest with myself, with other people, and all I want in return is the same thing. Exactly. You don't have to give me any more than that. No. And I would much prefer that than the, the egotistical bullshit you give me. Not interested. Just no. simply not interested. I've yeah. come to a place in my life, like, don't even bother. I'm not interested in sh- uh, sharing my energy with people like that. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I can say that and, confidently. And, like, as a as a climber, I still, like, do call myself a climber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even... Even as a even as a climber, I am curious as a friend of what you've been climbing. Yeah. But the thing that digs me, like really digs into me about climbing, yeah. um, is when you're talking to a friend or someone that you don't know, that's in the in the climbing community or whatever. Um, and you ask them what they climbed, and they might be like, "Yeah, I climbed." Um, let's use fucking. I'm trying to think of a route. Climb of the century. Mm-hmm. It's a root in the bluffs. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful finger crack. Cool. Um, but a lot of people, and like I witness this all the time, um, they'll say a root, and I don't know the name of it, and I'll be like, oh, what is that? First thing they tell you is the grade. Okay. Rather than like, and oh. then I go, no, I go, what is it? Oh. Where is it? And then they'll be like, yeah, it's a split of finger crack, like halfway up the chief, and it's fucking epic. And I'm like, is it hard? And they're like, yeah, it's like, so fucking thin but it always leads with yeah it's like it's 11 D. I'm like what is it right they're like oh yeah it's a hand crack I'm like, okay cool right so why do you think people are starting with that like I think that's just like one of like those little slim egotistical yes. things where people think that that's what you want to know yeah it's like okay, I, don't, I see it's like I yeah. don't care like right I, I love that you like climb like on side of this fucking super hard like 512 thing way up on the chief and I'm like I'm super stoked for you but I just want to know what it is mm-hmm. um, like I'm more interested that, that you had a really good day mm-hmm. than like how hard or how easy the route was a lot of people like I've been climbing in Squamish and like people at work like know that I'm a climber um, and beginner climbers mm-hmm. will be like oh we're climbing for the first time yesterday 
I'm like, sick, what'd you do? And they're like, oh, it was just something easy. I'm like, or they'll be like, oh, I just went to the smoke bluffs. I'm like, it's not just the smoke bluffs. You go, I went to the bluffs. Yes. Did you have fun? Yes. Okay, then it was a fucking sick day climbing. Like, Adam Andra has this quote. He's like, widely considered the best climber in the world. Mm. Like, has put up, like, the strongest climber in the world. Um, And he has this quote. It's like, um, the best climber in the world is the one having the most fun. It's like, when you look at rock climbing, we're just climbing on fucking rocks. Like, like, no one cares if you're climbing 5-4 slab mm-hmm. or 5-14. Like, people are impressed if you can climb, like, super hard. And it's, like, amazing to watch someone that's put that much time and effort into something. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's also just as beautiful to watch, like, if my mom ever comes to Squamish, we're going to go climbing. Beautiful. And it's yeah. going to be sick because she's going to be like, bah! And be like, you're all good. Yeah. You'll be fine. And just to see, like, people that didn't think they could do it, yes. do it is just as beautiful as the person that's put 10,000 hours of effort into it. Mm. And I think it garners, like, the same amount of respect no matter, like, where which plane you're on or you're somewhere in the middle or, like, mm. you're a weekend warrior and you're super stoked, like, yeah. climbing 5, 9, 5, 10 every day. Mm-hmm. Um it's not for everyone. Like, some people have to push, and some people don't want to get... Like, some people want to push and scare the shit out of themselves and, like, try really hard and be sore the next day. Some people just, like, want to go and get up high and, like, like just climb to the top of the chief. Yes. Or some people want to hike to the top of the chief. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's their prerogative. Yes. Um, and it's, like, not my place to, or anyone else's places to say what people should or shouldn't do. It's just, like, I am stoked that people are outside... Exactly. Like, people that are fit, hanging out in Squamish, not all of them are climbers or mountain bikers or rafters. Some of them just hang out mm-hmm. and sit in the sun and walk up and down the chief all the time. Yeah. It's like, that is that is just as amazing as the person that, like, can raft a, fi- a class five rapid. Mm-hmm. Like, which is terrifying and dangerous. Whereas the person that's, like, just hiking up the chief, like, they're probably never going to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. They might, like, their heart might feel like it's going to stop because they're unfit, but... They're still doing it. Yeah, they're outside and they're, like, making this beautiful interaction with, like, the natural environment. And, like, through that interaction, do they then care for the natural environment more Mm. to stop using plastic bags or whatever it is? Mm. I'm just, like, fucking stoked that people are outside. Dude, I gotta tell you, it sounds like we're gonna need to have a couple podcasts, eh? Because you could, like, there's so much to share here. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. Because I, like, did outdoor ed at uni, so it's, like, we've, like, had, like, very small versions of this, like, we've had, like, very long versions of this conversation. Yeah, It's, like, something that we've spoken about a lot. Yeah, Um, totally. So you're very passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think I am starting to realise that through this conversation ah. that maybe I should start venturing back to that field. Dude, interest. Well, take out the journal. Take out uh, the journal. Yeah, no, the journal. It's, it's still recording. <laughs> yeah, I know that our beautiful <coughs> listeners um, uh, value this podcast and we don't want to wear out their ears, you know. No, we've just, like, cut it in half. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for sitting here. No, and, thank you. I, I thought it was such a good idea. You were like, we should podcast more. Yes, I find that that's a really cool idea. Let's do it. Nice. So, yeah. Good. No, thank you. I had fun. Thank you for tuning in to Humans of Van Life. I hope you enjoyed this episode and come back for more. Stay tuned.